You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. There's a mysterious animal I'm looking for. Call it the jackalope It's got the body of a jackrabbit And the antlers of an antelope But some say they're fast And some say they're slow I've heard they're big I've heard they're small Seems like no one can ever agree It's almost like they don't exist at all Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet one animal at a time. My name is Paul, I'm your co-host, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. Today, we are going to be talking about the jackalope. We're going to have an interview with a jackalope rancher. Cotton Shorts, a second-generation jackalope rancher who hails from the tiny farming town near Roswell, New Mexico. That's going to be fun. Just a reminder, folks, to go to BlazingCaribouStudios.com for links to audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Varmints Podcast, all one word, and at VarmintsPodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, suggestions, and chicken recipes. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a nice little rating and review. Let's learn about jackalopes. The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living pattern. So come on. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? First of all, welcome, Mr. Shorts. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us here on the the Barman's podcast. We really love having uh, guest experts in. Well, thank you. How long have you been ranching ranching jackalopes or raising jackalopes? We've been raising them since about roughly nineteen thirties. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Well, that's in my family. I ain't that old. Sure. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to talk a little bit about jackalopes, and you just uh, you. I'm chime almost in. that old, but I'm not quite that old. <laughs> you just chime in whenever, okay? We're gonna we're gonna talk about them, and if we say something wrong, or if you have something to add, you just jump right in. All right. All righty. Actually, we don't jump; we hop. Oh well. Okay. Fair enough. Got to get the terminology right. <laughs> All right. Hey, the great American jackalope, or just jackalope, as they are called, is a small mammal. The largest concentration of it is in the southwestern United States, but they've been spotted as far north as Montana and as far south as Peru. Wow. Yeah. A group of jackalopes is called a flaggerdoot. Um, (laughs) They are very rabbit-like in appearance, but they have very distinctive horns on their head. And... Biologists are so divided on whether a jackalope is a lagomorph or a cervid that 
every July they will stage an oldie time western shootout using tranquilizer guns so that they don't really like kill each other. And the last biologist awake gets to determine what order they belong to. And this year they're lagomorphs. Yeah, it was kind of a tie, really. It was a tie. It was just that one fell down on top of the other. Okay. So we determined he hit the ground last. <laughs> Fair enough. That sounds like kind of a dangerous contest, though. I mean, biologists are serious about this stuff. Well, they wake up eventually, right? Well, most of the time. Every, every now and then, you'll get, uh, you know, there'll be sort of like a stampede and someone will get trampled. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read about this stuff in the news, do you? Usually, well, you, you can kind of get there. There's there, there some, you know, uh, specialty websites out there. Oh, okay. That cover this kind of thing. But, uh, it, you know, it is Roswell. Yeah, they keep things pretty pretty underground in Roswell. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's classified. <laughs> I mean, they, mis- they made the mistake of classifying the entire county. Oh, they don't even show up on maps. <laughs> Drive through there, your GPS just kind of goes crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to talk about the adaptation of um, the babies. So, baby jackalopes are called twinklies. Um, a jackalope litter is usually just three twinklies. Gender is determined when the jackalope is exposed to the first full moon, which is sort of a weird process. Um, The reflected light from the sun is basically just dim enough and just bright enough for the hormonal processes to get fired up. And, you know, like lagomorphs, they're pretty quick growing. So it's during the time uh, here that the antler buds begin to appear in both sexes on their little heads. That is interesting. Is there anything cuter? Then a genderless flagrant of twinkies. Well, they are a flagrant. That's what you call a group of them. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the reason they call them twinkies in the first place is because of all the magnesium they eat. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a a lot of basalt out there. (laughs) Oh, sure. And they they eat eat them rocks, right, so that they can help with that digestive systems. If you ever go along the road out there and you look around and you see a pile of pebbles, it looks like a cairn that was made by a gnome. That's probably twinkly droppings. But sometimes they've got a gland in their bodies that separates out the magnesium, you see. And it gets out in their hair follicles. And if you get a really good dry wind, the whole thing will go up in a cloud of smoke. you kind of got to separate it. <laughs> Otherwise, you could lose the whole herd. <laughs> Looks like somebody carpet bombed a sagebrush. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yep. Once wow. you get them all, uh, once you get them out of the weaning stage, you know they start out to get on their own, right? Uh, you know, most people only know about the twinklies and the adults, but they actually got a couple of intermediate stages. Uh, you know, when the in between the time when their antlers start growing and the time that they start reproducing, we call them interlopes. Okay, interlopes, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and when a when there's a female who goes out to start a new colony because they are sort of matrilineal in that respect, we call them elopes. E- elopes, okay. Wow. We're really learning I don't know why people today. think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just 
this happens every once in a while. We we have some episodes where we just can't stop giggling. It's certainly not intended to be disrespectful, Mr. Shorts. Well, you know, they, they, they are a very interesting species. You know, you're talking about the fact that they've got, they don't actually produce a gender until they get exposed to moonlight. It's mostly depending on what the temperature is outside on the hill they happen to be standing on. See, one of the things they use them, their horns for, or antlers technically, is given the spread of the horns, they can use them to help navigate by starlight by calculating the angle between the North Star and some of the other stars in the northern constellations. Oh, that is wow. really interesting. That's a really so they, good segue into the intelligence piece of our show, too, because it sounds like they do math. Well, it's kind of instinctive math, and it's really sad when you see one of them that's lost a horn because it just kind of wanders in circles till it dies. Oh. <laughs> but, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't... I don't really know what to give jackalopes on a scale of 1 to 10, their intelligence, because they're really, like you say, they're, they're kind of classified. Everything out there is classified, and, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of research on jackalope intelligence. Um, so I don't know. Well, they have a very specialized form of intelligence, you see. You know, it's like pigeons ain't that smart, but they can figure out how to get home. <laughs> jackalopes ain't that smart, but they can figure out how to point themselves to the North Star to get themselves properly oriented. And then they get themselves up on top of that hill and they absorb all the heat that they can over the course of the day until the moonlight comes out. Yeah, and then it's the body temperature that they've achieved that will determine whether or not they are male or female. In that case, it's kind of like they're very reptilian in that sense. Sure. Oh, so it's not the moonlight that does it. It's just the temperature. Well, it's the temperature at the time of the moonlight as far as we can tell it's very complicated this is why oh. they have to spread that far oh. <laughs> most places outside the southwest they don't get warm enough to have a gender in which case you got a bunch of eunuchs running around <laughs> <laughs> that must be why there's not a huge population of jackalopes they don't seem to breathe as well as rabbits do yeah that there you know they, they have the complication of the fact that the large part of their diet is actually mineral yeah. Well, sure. You yeah. Go. You mentioned that about the basalt. Now, do you, do you just keep basalt around the ranch just to kind of keep them all together so that they're a little bit easier to round up? Well, usually they like to go up near the cliff sides and then just chew under it. The problem is when they undermine too far, it kind of comes down on top oh, of their heads. Jeez. Okay. You've all heard that there's them that them there are fossils that are trapped up in the and bacteria and stuff that's trapped inside the rock. So what they'll do is they'll munch on the rocks and they'll break it down in their guts and they will extract the bacteria they're from. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> what a process. That's... Yep. They're very unusual creatures. So you think they're smart? What would you give them for intelligence on a scale of 1 to 10? We'll just respect your opinion. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, with 1 being what? Rocks? Uh, maybe an amoeba. Sure. Okay. And 10 being? People. Ah, well, uh, they're smarter than some people I know. Advisedly. <laughs> we'll see. I, I would say that they, they, well, they're very good at being jackalopes. Well, you know, like I said, they can figure out the difference between north and south. They have a little trouble with east and west. Hmm. Well, that's odd. That's why you never see them flattened on an east-west road, but sometimes they'll get squished in the middle of a north-south one. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did you give them for a number, a, I'd, a rating? I'd say give them a five. A five? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. Well... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Okay. Take that back, whatever oh. you were. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are you raising these jackalopes for, are, they, are you raising them for meat? Are you raising them for fur or antlers or, or what? 
or all the no, above. like our Indian ancestors before us, there ain't no part of the jackalope that goes unused. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you, you ever been down to uh, PetSmart and you've seen them, uh, the, them dog ant- those antlers that they give to dogs? Well, yeah. There ain't enough deer in the world to supply all of those. Those are from jackalopes. Right, they have to they have to rebrand them because they're classified, you see, but they actually come from jackalopes. Well, that is fascinating. We've wow. given our and dog that... those before. Our dogs really like those. Yeah. Yeah, and we provide them... Well, you know, there's there, there's the rabbit fur. They don't make good pets, though. They're too aggressive. I see. Uh, um, otherwise, we'd be selling them for pets, too. Uh, there are some places that like jackalope meat. Oh, you got to be careful with it, because it does tend to be slightly flammable. Flammable? <clears throat> According to the magnesium. Oh, because of all the magnesium, of course. <laughs> what, have you eaten? You've eaten jackalope, then? Yes, I've eaten jackalope. I was stuck out in a back 40 of the ranch there, and I had the rock fall on the leg and that was the only thing in reach oh boy nice thing is they're self-cooking you just set them off put a little lighter <laughs> next to them hold on to the horns a little bit and keep it far enough away you don't get too scalded what what does jackalope taste like mostly like a firecracker oh okay sure <laughs> i've never eaten a firecracker so i don't know what that tastes like yeah you've been around them this fourth of july you know what they smell like imagine what would happen if you were basically cooking meat over gunpowder Okay, so a little bit of uh, A1 sauce or maybe some salt and pepper kind of masks that a little bit. Yeah, I find a good white sauce, nice hollandaise. Oh, that sounds good. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Hey, uh, the other thing we do on the podcast here is called the Animal Fact of the Week. Uh, And I usually ask Donna if her brain is a repository of useless information like mine is. And I say usually, usually I say yes, but recently it's been no, there's nothing in there. (laughs) So we're going to help people win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. And the fact that I found was that getting gored by a jackalope is the fourth most common injury to ranchers in the southwestern United States. I had no idea. That's one of those, I guess, little bits of information that uh, was unclassified. Fortunately, those gorings only happen from the knees down because jackalopes can't, they can jump far, but they can't jump that high. And I guess if you're, if they're facing east-west, they're, they're not that big of a problem either. Right, you always approach them from the west side. I see. If you can help it. Okay. Most jackalope ranchers wear decorative shin guards, very similar to a baseball catcher. And I see that we have you on video uh, on Skype here. And you have really lovely decorative shin guards. You just wear those all the time? Well, yeah, you kind of have to because you never can tell when one of the little buggers is going to sneak up on you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Especially when you go out there with a bucket of magnetite. <laughs> get surrounded by them it's like being you know it's like this sea of horns coming at you through the tall grass yeah antlers whipping in the wind <laughs> and the big bucks will the big bucks will all be fighting you to get to the get to the magnesium first so you know yeah we got these shin guards generally they's handed down from generation to generation okay um some of these have been in the family for you know five or six generations um we also you might be aware um donate a great deal of money to prosthetic research, especially in the loss of lower extremities. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why you wear the shin guards, right? That's why smart... Yeah, you will not generally find a, a antelope or jackalope ranch and family that has an entire set of lower limbs between them. <laughs> especially <laughs> the old timers, Those must huh? get gangrenous pretty quickly then. <laughs> well, remember I said they think they, 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 sometimes they jab the horn in there and the, lick, and the, and the liquid of the blood creates a uh, electrical connection an electrical connection in anything that's filled with magnesium you basically have exploding rabbits at knee level 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dangerous, but you're a really brave man. Yeah, that is a dangerous profession. So what's yeah. the last thing you'd like our listeners to know about uh, jackalopes that uh, you think would be interesting for them before we close out today? Well, we're going to have an IPO soon for a jackalope <laughs> okay. ranch. We could use the investment money. I mean, we want to put up some blast-proof barriers there and <laughs> possibly reduce the number right. of injuries. <laughs> I want to get the... Uh, I think that the people should know that jackalopes, you know, despite their... Um, over-enthusiastic nature when it comes to eating uh, are, are actually very, very sociable creatures, generally speaking. They all gather around, you know, when one of the one of the sickens is injured and, they, and they, they try to help it out or at least, you know, get it out of the way so that when it explodes, it doesn't take the rest of them with it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my that, goodness. Could, that could totally sink a, a jackalope ranch. Yeah, you'll notice that we got these uh, the, the the holding pens that we got are actually you know most most bar- ranchers can get away with barbed wire. We use reinforced concrete. One of these leaked pictures I saw had actually like jackalopes, but it was weird because it looked like they were wearing little tiny bulletproof vests. Is that why? I mean, is that why they're, they they? Well, was that it... was an experiment. Oh, okay. We were trying to keep the bucks from fighting each other. Sure. You know because. You know, the buck stops there, and when they <laughs> when they get their antlers entwined, they can kind of go crazy, you see, because they can't get them unstuck. Uh, again, uh, the more more agitated they get, the more likely one of them is to, to, to go. We, you know, we had a we had a show winner. We actually have jackalope shows down there in the county. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, a couple of show winners went after it, and uh, they, uh, they they both so, – someone had – so, some wag had brought in a stick of raw magnesium for them, and they, they, they just, they weren't having none of it. So they got their horns locked, and they started spinning around faster and faster and faster, finally built up a static charge, and boom, there they went. Oh, man. Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. And again, you don't really see, you don't hear about that kind of stuff in the news because, of, you know, it's all. Well, you hear about it it's within about 30 yards. well thank you so much for joining us on our show today mr Mr. shorts Shorts. we really appreciated it oh anytime anytime i got i gotta take off now i gotta go i I got a appointment with a physical therapist sure (laughs) yeah i imagine so all right hey thanks so much for joining us everybody uh the varmints podcast has been brought to you with technical support by matthew chomo and music by kevin mcleod Thanks again for listening, and until next time... Be nice to animals, or else. (laughs) You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios.